Hey, hey, and welcome to Green Pill. Today, I've got a medley of contributors from Gitcoin DAO to talk about grants round 13 and how you can use Gitcoin grants to fund your project. This is an experiment in a new format in which we have DAO contributors from Impact DAO projects coming in to provide a 360 view of the impact their project is having. Uh, it's also kind of a deeply personal episode for me because I'm one of the co-founders of Gitcoin and I get to show off my life's work at Gitcoin and how it can help you, a Web3 enthusiast, raise money for what you're doing or discover the next project that you want to get involved in. So I don't generally like to talk my own book, but we tried to orient this episode around other contributors to Gitcoin DAO and the benefit that Gitcoin DAO and Gitcoin Grants Round 13 can have to you, the listener, with the start of Grants Round 13 on March 9th. So without further ado, I give you Gitcoin DAO talking about Grants Round 13. All right, welcome to Greenfield. I am here with the Gitcoin crew to talk about Gitcoin Grants Round 13, which starts March 9th. Welcome Lindsay Thrift and Kevin Olson, who are VP Product and VP Engineering at Gitcoin, respectively. Hey. Uh, welcome to Scott Moore and Annika Lewis. Scott is a co-founder of Gitcoin, going back with me since 2017, 2018. Uh, and Scott and Annika are both workstream leads at the Gitcoin DAO Public Goods Funding Workstream. Hey, Kevin. Good to be here. Hey, all. Glad to have Same you. here. And then finally, Sean McManus of the Memes Merch and Marketing Workstream at Gitcoin DAO is here. Sean, what's up? Hello. Great to be here. Great to have you. So uh, I've assembled this crew to talk about Gitcoin Grants Round 13, lucky number 13, which is a way that you can get funding for your impact project. Grants Round 13 is coming up. Annika, what is Grants Round 13 and how can it help founders in the space? Yes. So Grants Round 13 is our quarterly public goods funding event that we hold at the Gitcoin DAO. Grants Round 13 will feature over $3 million in matching funds for early stage projects uh, in Web3 and beyond. And so effectively, Grants Round 13 is a way for projects to get funding in order to advance their, their public good that they are building and bringing into the world. And so this is the event that we run every three months. Um, grants Round 12, which was our last Grants Round, generated over $6 million in public goods funding for early stage projects. And we're excited for Grants Around 13, which we hope to be even bigger and better than Grants Around 12. Cool. Speaking of bigger and better, what are the what are the stats? How big is the Grants Round? How much money is going to be flowing around, do we think? Yeah. So we currently have $3 million committed in matching funds from our generous matching funders. So thank you all for, for coming on board there. We've got nine different ecosystem rounds, so different Web3 ecosystems that are really looking to use public goods funding to build their ecosystems and grow their communities. And in addition, we also have three cause rounds this time around. So beyond Web3, we're starting to support social causes, and we've got rounds around climate change, human longevity, and also a special round this time around for Ukraine, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Awesome. Scott, I'm wondering if you could take us a deep dive on how quadratic funding works and why it's so powerful for, for allocating those millions of dollars in matching funding. Absolutely. And I think actually what's super important about the way quadratic funding works, which Annika kind of mentioned, is that it can be used for really any cause. You don't need this to be something just for Web3. It can be something for the world and public goods at large. And that's something that I think is going to be an increasing theme, probably even throughout uh, what we're talking about today. But ultimately, quadratic funding is just a democratic way to allocate a matching pool according to the preferences of a given community. 
So the goal is to understand what do people care about and why do they care about it? And most importantly, how much do they care about it with their actual dollars being a metric for how much is actually distributed uh, from matching funders. So as Annika mentioned, we have $3 million in the pool from a generous group of donors. Uh, we have ENS, Yearn, uh, the Ethereum Foundation has historically been one of our largest supporters and a host of others, including actually even some just large anonymous individuals who have been willing to donate to our causes and to public goods at large. And the way it works essentially is that you can imagine uh, over, well, you won't have to in a second, we'll do this round actually over the next two weeks, but over the two week period, a, a number of people will donate ideally. Um, and usually I think it's in the range of, and I could correct me if I'm wrong now, 50,000 or so people, um, which is honestly staggering to me considering uh, what we were looking at in grants round one and two. But ultimately, that group is deciding where the matching pool funds go. So basically, over those 50,000 donations, we're learning effectively what people care about. And we're kind of like effectively donating those funds according to those preferences. So um, I'll pause there, but hopefully that helps. I will burst your bubble, Scott, and say it was 27,000 unique contributors back in GR12. Ah, but hopefully we can hit mm. that 50K number this grants around 13. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. What I think is so cool about quadratic funding, which is an idea from Vitalik Buter and Glenn Weil, is that the preferences of the poor and the many matter more than the rich and the few. So if two grants raised the same amount of money, but the second grant raised it from way more contributors, that second grant will get way more of the matching funds. So we've built a matching algorithm to distribute that $3 million-ish based off of the preferences of the little people in the ecosystem relative to bag size. So I think that that's what is really exciting about quadratic funding to me. Um, how can we use quad? So say you're a DeFi founder, NFT founder, founder working on a project in the space. How can you leverage grants round 13 in order to get funding for your project? Yeah. And on the grantee side, so in order to get funding, you can go to gitcoin.co slash grants and click on the application. There's a grant application you can walk through. It's pretty straightforward, much simpler than your typical charity grant application for, for those of you who are familiar with the not-for-profit space. Um, but go on there, check out the eligibility policies for the different rounds, uh, and apply for a grant. And it's definitely not too late to apply for grants around 13. There's still lots of time. So on the grantee side, that is where to get started. If you are a project that is looking to build your ecosystem and grow your community and give back to public goods, generally speaking, you can also come on board as a matching funder. It's not too late for that either. So definitely reach out to us if that's of interest. And finally, if you're just, you know, a Web3 citizen like like all of us and interested in, you know, seeing certain projects advance, definitely, you know, exercise your, your vote in quadratic funding. So as, as Scott mentioned, quadratic funding is effectively voting with your dollars on where you want to see the matching pool funds go across all of these thousands of projects. So definitely go to gitcoin.co slash grants, browse through the interface, see what's there and contribute to public goods because public goods are good. Public goods are good. So speaking of the uh, grants round 13 round, I'm noticing that we've kind of grown the main round, the Ethereum round vertically over the, the first couple rounds of Gitcoin grants. And now we're expanding out into doing e DeFi ecosystem rounds and uh, longevity rounds and climate change rounds. And the one that that piqued my interest here is the growth of a Ukraine round, which is obviously a very hot topic right now. Can we talk a little bit about the Ukraine round and what kind of grants are going to be in that, what those funds can be used for? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the Ukraine round arose actually out of an immediate need. And I think anyone listening uh, is probably familiar with the crisis that's arisen there over the past few, uh, it feels like months, but actually I think it's even a little bit less time than that since everything sort of emerged. And we had a lot of matching funders reach out to us figuring out, you know, they want to support effectively as much as they can. And I think everyone does right now. Um, and they wanted to figure out what the most effective way was to do that. And ultimately, we decided that based on what we'd seen with other projects we've worked with, um, I personally have been helping a little bit with Unchained Fund. I know other folks have been helping out with things like Ukraine DAO. We wanted to figure out how we can rally the Gitcoin community towards projects that are effectively on the ground doing work directly around humanitarian aid and around um, journalistic freedom uh, in, this, in this case. So we have a number of projects that are specifically from groups like the Giving Block who have been doing really great work towards this cause over the last uh, even, I'd say, you know, six months to a year um, on the ground in various regions. And we have another uh, group of projects from Endowment, which I would shout out to as a very kind of cool, uh, I guess, almost fiscal host for a lot of these projects. The other groups of projects are actually on the ground emergent projects that arose from the crypto ecosystem directly. So Ukraine DAO being one of those, Unchained Fund being one of those. And again, our focus is on non-military uh, humanitarian aid instead of focusing on sort of what role anyone should be taking in the conflict itself. But the support from matching funders has been massive. Uh, we have about 700,000 committed so far, and we're hoping to see that grow up to hopefully a million by the time the round ends. Amazing, such an important cause and a novel use of crypto in order to support uh, those who are suffering because of the war in Ukraine. Thanks, Scott. So it seems like Gitcoin Grants is growing out horizontally from the main Ethereum round and then growing out to ecosystem rounds and then cause rounds. I'm curious, and after Grants Round 13, it seems like these these rounds run every, every single quarter. Say in Grants Round 14, I'm building a project and I want to leverage quadratic funding in order to help build the ecosystem around my project. Sean, uh, can you say a little bit more about the offering that Gitcoin is giving to DeFi founders and to project founders around growing ecosystems with quadratic funding? Definitely, yeah. So we recently announced Gitcoin Aqueduct, which is a way for ecosystem builders to implement quadratic funding um, with a single line of Solidity code. So it essentially allows you to solve for two things. One is supporting your builder community, and the second is around building a strong and sustainable ecosystem. Um, we're really excited that Tally has uh, decided to partner up with us and become one of our first partners for Aqueduct. Tally Wallet is creating an open source wallet for uh, that is like community owned, and that value is very important to them. And so they've instantiated this Aqueduct um, even prior to the formation of their token and of their DAO. All right, very cool. So one of the things I think is really neat is how as quadratic funding grows, how the matching pool kind of just stacks as more and more causes and ecosystems are added to Gitcoin. And we've seen that on Gitcoin grants because of quadratic funding, the um, like a $1 contribution can be worth $100 in matching. Coin Center even had $1,000 in matching for a $1 contribution because of quadratic funding. And I think that's because in grants round 12, it was in the, the, the main round and it was also in one of the side rounds at once. We saw this kind of like, effect where 
one round is like a crypto economic is like a fan that creates a force for funding public goods. But when you stack the rounds on top of each other, it's like a jet engine that creates this insane matching multiple. And so you're saying that founders can email founders at uh, founders of, of projects can email founders at Gitcoin.co and get hooked up with their own quadratic funding round that way. Is that right, Sean? Yeah. So if any ecosystem partners are looking to create an aqueduct in order to automate their public goods funding going forward and plan it into um, their their general quarterly rounds, they can go ahead and email us at founders at gitcoin.co and we can help take you through the next steps. Thanks, John. So uh, Scott, since uh, you're my co-founder from back in the day on Gitcoin, I want to talk zoom out a little bit and I want to talk a little bit about the mission of Gitcoin. What is Gitcoin? Why do we run these rounds? What do we believe that causes us to work on this insane quadratic funding formula and to organize these rounds? So uh, I guess I'll just I'll just ask this: what, what is the mission of Gitcoin and how does it drive what we do? I, I feel like it's actually being the central point, the North Star of what we've done for so long. And it's kind of amazing because when you look at a lot of organizations as they shift towards DAOs, they often change. There's often changes in priorities, changes in uh, sort of focus. And I think we've always been focused on impact and focused on trying to grow and sustain public goods throughout Web3 to start, admittedly, and now, of course, kind of expanding into public goods in the real world, uh, the physical world as well. And that sort of mission of growing and sustaining uh, public goods, uh, especially digital public goods, has been sort of a center point in this larger picture of creating impact. And I actually think you've done a really good job of framing what it is that we mean by impact and what it means for a DAO to be kind of an impact DAO. And I would highly recommend actually people check out a post on the Gitcoin forum, gov.gitcoin.co, that kind of goes through some of these pieces in terms of what it means to create impact and how we can actually kind of in the way that we were talking about with these different rounds, stack together impact from different like pluralistic values to create one sort of larger scale, almost, uh, you know, transformer-esque, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, Megazord type structure. I think that might, reference might be a bit dated for folks now, but the idea though of kind of creating that, that structure and acting as almost a shelling point, right, for these sorts of different pluralistic values to come together and, and act in one sort of consistent way, I think is really important because it's actually, and it's very timely in the context of the, the situation in Ukraine, it's something we've seen nation states and these even supranational bodies fail to do for so long. And that's, that's actually kind of coming to a head now with crypto donations to Ukraine in the context of uh, crypto actually in many cases donating more than other UN bodies or other larger institutional bodies in the real world. And it's actually something that um, to me makes me very optimistic for the future uh, versus I think it's very easy to get kind of bogged down in pessimism in that sort of framing of things. But we have these global coordination tools and I think it's possible for us to look at sort of this, you know, kind of kernel of a mission of growing and sustaining open source software and digital public goods and how that's blossomed into this broader vision of impact across these different pluralistic, you know, overlapping circles or communities, sort of as, as you called them. Uh, and it's really interesting just to see how that's sort of been a, it, its own sort of way to solve global coordination problems in a way that wasn't possible uh, before. So yeah, I, I'll pause there, but I think that's a really important kind of um, mission and I'm, I'm glad to be supporting it. 
So we started off funding open source software and have since diversified into a more pluralistic view of public goods, all sort of sub public goods are good. And luckily, quadratic funding, which worked on open source works in all these other ecosystems. And one of the things that I think that we've really been trying to design and to get coined from the start is to be a channel where greater combinations of strength and intelligence can come together to coordinate these outcomes for public goods. And um, one of the things that I want to zero in on there is that credible neutrality. So it's not Scott's preferences or Kevin's preferences that inform what get funded. And, and part of the reason why we're doing this episode on Bankless and on Greenpilled is to get people to come out here and express their preferences of what that they want to see funded. And even a dollar makes it makes an impact. Uh, well, this is a crypto podcast, so even a die makes an impact. And, and I want to talk about that credible neutrality. So we're trying to build a vessel for those greater combination of strength and intelligence to come together. And that was kind of the idea behind the launch of Gitcoin DAO, which is a more credibly neutral institution to shepherd forward our values. Can you tell us about Gitcoin DAO and sort of how that credible neutrality is important in how Gitcoin is governed? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to hear actually Annika's take specifically on sort of the public goods funding work streams role in this. But my view, just very quickly, is that ultimately the DAO is, in a sense, this kind of culmination of these different pluralistic communities, which have all come together, you know, right now sort of under one banner, but increasingly under a constellation of banners to push forward this mission of digital public goods and broader public goods in the world at large. The, I, can, I think principles sort of thing to think about is just how does a DAO actually operate? A DAO is kind of a non-hierarchical, um, you know, individual contributor initiative-based way to kind of come to consensus about and start to execute on like a given North Star mission, ideally. In my view, the mission is actually a key part. There's lots of DAOs that like don't have a key mission. And I think those will tend to over time do worse than DAOs where there is that central mission. So ultimately to me, I think the vessel comment that you made is actually very accurate. The, the DAO is a kind of vessel for pushing forward public goods. And it's a, a vessel that's coming together from many different work streams that have kind of emerged re relatively organically and re relatively kind of swiftly to think of different ways to solve this broader this broader problem. And it's almost, I think the, the most emblematic um, example of how this has come together is almost the broader refi movement, which I think at this point is honestly well beyond Kevin, like when, as far as I understand, you like kind of came up with the meme of regenerative finance, like two years or so ago, and it started to sort of slowly propagate. That's nice of you to um, say, but the Regen Network, I just have to say, was way before me. I've just it. been involved in propagating it, yeah. That's true. Greg Greg, actually, yeah, shout out to Greg, um, who's been, I think, honestly, one of the most, pro pro yeah, probably even I forgot about Regen Network sort of like being the first in that, in that place. And I think that um, the work that they're doing both in Cosmos and beyond is, is really important. Um, definitely check out Regen Network. They're also a sponsor, I believe, for grants round 13 and have been a huge supporter. The, um, that broader pluralistic sort of, I guess, structuring of these, these, uh, these work streams from the ground up though is I think really what it comes down to. Um, but I would love actually, yeah, before I keep kind of going on about it, uh, rambling a bit, Annika, I would love your thoughts uh, about from the PGF side, how we're thinking about this. Yeah, I would say overall big plus one on everything you said around kind of the DAO and, and the intent there and, and the structure. I think from a public goods funding perspective, you know, it's been really interesting to see since first getting involved with the DAO kind of early last summer to to now and seeing, you know, how grants is run in a more DAO native way. We definitely still have a ways to go. I think initially, you know, having 
some of the grants program centralized and, and kind of starting to stand things up and going from zero to one um, was was probably the right structure back then. But now, as Kevin said, you know, we really want to move towards a world of more credibly neutral systems and kind of, you know, consent based governance at, at scale and just bringing in the community to, to decide how we run these rounds as opposed to it being done kind of top down hand of God from, from one or two people uh, in a centralized way. So very tactically for us in the public goods funding work stream, you know, that has meant over time doing a lot more kind of public facing governance posts and snapshot posts around the structure of the round and bringing in the community to make those types of decisions. We definitely still have a long way to go in terms of getting to the level of decentralization that we would like to, but it's all coordination. Uh, the process is iterative and we're definitely uh, on our way there. So really excited for what the future of the Dow holds in terms of these grants programs and, and executing on the big vision that we have ahead. Totally. So we're a coordination tool for the ecosystem that is itself trying to coordinate into becoming a Dow at this time. Certainly. Yep. <laughs> One of the fun things that I think about that is, okay, so Gitcoin Grants is on its thir uh, 13th round. The first one was in January 2019, totally run centralized. And then in May of 2021, we launched GTC, which is the governance token, governs how we handle fraud on the network, how we size and allocate the rounds. And so we started to decentralize the governance and with the launch of the Gitcoin DAO in GTC, GTC is a governance token. And there's there's different layers of decentralization that we've been working on as we embark on this long journey of turning a company into a DAO, or I guess the grants part of the company into the DAO, and then turning our centralized platform into a protocol. So um, I want to end by talking a little bit about Grants 2.0 and our vision to turn Gitcoin Grants into a credibly neutral protocol and the decentralization. I think that's the kind of like feather in our cap when it comes to really becoming a DAO and becoming decentralized. So Kevin Olson and Lindsay Thrift, uh, what is Grants 2.0 and why is it important? Yeah, what is Grants 2.0? Um, well, it's the version that came after Grants 1.0. Easy, <laughs> um, okay, that's back to, in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's to say that the centralized version of Grants that we're running on today um, served the purposes we needed at the time when we were figuring out was there a space for quadratic funding where people were going to use this. You mentioned at the beginning um, that vertical scaling that we went through of the main round. Um, and now we've had multiple rounds to test out what we've kind of been referring to as horizontal scaling, but the testing of all these other rounds. Now with Tally coming on an aqueduct, it's super clear to us that there um, is an appetite to run your own rounds, to, to really like hold the future of your own ecosystem and project in your hands and be able to continuously fund and grow that. Um, and very simply, Grants 1.0, the first centralized version, doesn't serve um, the purpose of giving everyone the sovereignty they need to run the rounds for their programs and to scale over time. So Grants 2.0 is our vision to take um, quadratic funding and really just public goods funding. Like We're using quadratic funding today, but there's multiple other mechanisms existing and emerging um, that you could use to, to allocate funds as well. So um, it's our vision for taking public goods funding um, to the world where there's thousands of run, rounds running at any time. Um, and it's really us going from fishing for you, giving you a fish. Um, here's what you need to start your project. Looks like you scaled. Let's give you three fish to actually just teaching you to fish, um, equipping you with all the tools that you need. Um, so we're taking our current product. Um, we spent the last three, four months or so 
um, really going deep on what exists there today, what's the problem statements we're solving for, what are the domains that have emerged which, within that product, um, and what goes with us into the future and into the decentralized future. So we're headed up down a path where we'll have a decentralized protocol that's composed um, of a few different components, which we'll get into um, in a bit. Um, but the spirit of us, we want to be fully open source, um, build in a way that a marketplace can emerge. Um, there can be plugins for different mechanisms. Um, you can choose how you govern your own rounds. Gitcoin will have opinions about how we govern ours, um, but that will continue to expand and grow over time. Um, so I don't want to steal too much of the thunder. Kevin Olson has been a fantastic partner in us figuring out what's this architecture look like. Um, but that's our vision. Let's be decentralized. Let's give everyone the tools they need to run and govern their own rounds. Mm. Great. Kevin, Os Kevin Olson, first off, cool name, KO. Uh, second off, what's Grants 2.0? Oh, man. I mean, Lindsay, that was amazing. Well done. Um, so it's it's going to be a couple things, right? So the first thing we're starting off with is figuring out decentralized identity, right, and proof of personhood. So we're going to start off with Depop. That's going to be our first component that we're, we're going into. Um, and we're really excited uh, kicking that off like next week. Uh, so, you know, no pressure uh, getting going. Um, and then beyond that, we're with like these domains that Lindsay was talking about, we're getting into, um, kind of the, the components we take to, to run around. Right. So we're getting into like, where a grant publisher is sort of the self-sovereign person. You, you build a grant, you publish that out onto a decentralized data layer, right? We're still investigating exactly what that looks like. Um, but then we're building on top of that, all of the operations that we bring to bear and making sure that our partners can take that on themselves, the round manager. Um, and then lastly, for the public, the Grant Explorer experience is something that, again, the round uh, owners will be able to kind of customize and uh, tailor to their needs. So we're really envisioning kind of this end-to-end, -end, um, what it takes to run around, to uh, fund it, to make that available to a community, and then for folks to explore those um, and then also to fund them. I think a big part of that that I'm excited about to make sure we highlight is that we're really doubling down on the actors in the grants ecosystem, right? There's like, I am a grantee, I own my project. Um, and by having the grants publisher be its own um, part of this ecosystem, you can take that from round to round. Um, you can take your project to any round that's aligned to the vision and mission of your project um, and, and source funding there. So today it's stacked in our centralized system, um, but it should stack and spread over time as these rounds scale. And then same for round manager. If you're a DAO that's looking to spin up your own grants program, um, you will be able to decide what mechanisms you use for choosing eligibility, um, what's important and to the values of your uh, of your community. How do you want to do that? Um, it won't be decided based on the eligibility requirements and the process and practice of Gitcoin. We'll still be here to offer best practice and, and share with you how we're doing it, um, but you'll have the opportunity to run the rounds you want to, whether that's annually, weekly, monthly, whatever you decide works for your ecosystem. And then how do you decide who's eligible? Who gets to participate in that decision-making? Um, do you have your own token that you're using utility for um, making those decisions? So there'll be so much opportunity for focusing in then on these parties um, as they run. And then the Grant Explorer um, being the interface or the front door that we all have, um, hoping that we create some commonality. So as someone who is a Web3 citizen, going around wanting to allocate your funds to projects you care about. Um, you have something you recognize, you know how to move about these rounds and, and allocate um, your funds where you want them to go. All right, very cool. Well, uh, while I've got you here and we're all public 
doing this in public and building in public, I want to raise my hand to the sky and say, sorry for building it centralized to start. Yeah. And Lindsay and Kevin, thank you for cleaning up the mess. Really excited about taking all the things we've learned from Grants 1.0 and putting them into Grants 2.0. Anything else to say about Grants 2.0? No, man, just excited. It's going to be a really exciting journey getting to meet a lot of the ecosystem. You know, So if you're interested, come talk to us. I mean, we have so many people who are building in similar spaces. We want to learn from you. Um, you know, get in touch. Cool. I would love to just step in and just kind of highlight some of the power I see in Grants 2.0 as Lindsay and Kevin articulated it. Like there has not been anything like this before as a grantee, right? So just very tactically, like let's say you're building a really early stage DeFi project and you want to get grant funding. Right now, you would probably go out to 15 different grant programs and submit 15 different grant applications. What the idea of what Lindsay and Kevin articulated is you could just do one grant application and automatically be routed to all of these different grants rounds that you might be eligible for, whether Uniswap wants to fund your grant, Polygon, Coinbase, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so to me, the power here in kind of the protocol and the standardization from a grantee perspective is just massive. And I think in the context of, you know, charity funding, grant funding, NGOs, you know, all of all of kind of the structures there, I don't think we've seen anything quite like this. So um, major shout out to what you're building here. Yeah, super exciting. There's, there's an amazing, actually, just very quick analogy that I heard, which is that the ecosystem rounds are kind of the bays, and the main pool and the main round that we're running is the ocean. And you can just imagine that these things all eventually flow back to this larger pool. I just think it's like really kind of beautiful to think about the way in which this is kind of its own. Like when we say ecosystem, I think we often think mechanically, but it is really almost in a ecological sense kind of an ecosystem, a mycelial almost network of projects that are coming together. Um, just awesome. Sean, I saw you were going to jump in. Sorry about yeah. that. I also wanted to stress just one thing, just to contextualize where we are, I think, in this funding journey. Like, it's, you know, most people, it's not the first thing that they do that they join Web3 and they start funding public goods. This is still a fairly niche thing. In the last round, we had 26,000 people um, donate, which is incredible, but there's over 21 million MetaMask wallets right now. So, right, it's still a very, very small percentage. So I think what's critical is that everyone who does donate and who has done this in the past talks to a few of their friends about it, right? Not just your crypto friends, but also some others. I would love to see a day when, when we have people getting a wallet in order to fund and support public goods. Weird. All right, Scott, you gave me an idea. Grants uh, Grants 2.0 launch party near the ocean, just to hit home that ecosystem metaphor. <laughs> Love it. You guys know I'm, I'm partial to mountains, but we can go to a beach for this. All right, is there anything that I didn't ask that you all want to say about Grants Round 13, Gitcoin Grants? And if not, we can start to wrap. Maybe the only thing I would quickly mention is that we kind of talked about the DAO, and I think we talked about the idea of people getting involved. But if you really practically do want to help with this mission, if you want to see how sort of everything works internally and is made. I think it's very, there, there are a few options. And I would say one, check out gov.gitcoin.co um, really quickly. I kind of mentioned that before. But two, just check out our Discord, um, discord.gg slash Gitcoin. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff happening there from a lot of different people. Um, there's community events, I think, like multiple times a week across all these different work streams. Um, so I just had to chill, but, uh, if you want to get involved, definitely check that out. For sure. Come help curate the vibes. All right. So, uh, any other calls to action? Say you're a project founder looking to set up a grant or looking to discover new projects in the ecosystem. Where can you go? 
gitcoin.co slash grants. So if you're looking to start one one up, click the application button and, and go through the application process. If you're looking to browse, you can filter by all sorts of different types of grants and see what public goods you might want to fund in Grants Round 13. Alrighty. Well, thanks so much, Gitcoin crew, for being on the show and very excited for Grants Round 13. Peace and love. Peace.